Spirit. Treat 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
Because it's so often the part of the Mass that just kind of passes us by. We, we sing it and forget it, but today it's, it's important. A clean heart pray for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Psalm 51, it appears a lot in Lent, but today too. Today when we hear a lot about repentance. And in the Gospel, remember, Jesus says, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. This should serve as a reminder for all of us because uh, we are all in need of repentance, believe it or not. Not just in Lent, but right now. And as St. John says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves when the truth <coughs> is not in us. And if we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar and His Word is not in us. And so when we ask for a clean heart in Psalm 51, one, do we know what we're asking for? And once we do, we should be careful for what we're asking when we pray Psalm 51. It's important to know how does God create a clean heart in you? Because how does He do that out of my oftentimes kind of stony, cold, ungrateful, prideful, and rebellious heart. As the psalmist says, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Contrite is, uh, is one of those words that comes from Latin, uh, contritus, which means crushed. A crushed heart, O God, is one that you will make clean, you will not despise. Crushed by what, though? Maybe not crushed by the world, by our mistakes, but instead, much like the prodigal son, crushed by our own sins and how they have kind of ruined our relationship with God the Father. When our hearts are crushed by our own sin and when we do penance, it's as if our hearts are broken into a bunch of little pieces that were once a part of us. And our sin, we are... Imagine our hearts, imagine our souls, right, at baptism, this pristine sheet of glass of any color you, you pick, right? Imagine, that's your soul. Pristine sheet of glass. And the soul, when you sin, or sorry, in sin, when you sin, it gets pushed over and broken into a thousand pieces, right? And maybe it like falls in, it gets dusty, it falls into the mud, right? Now imagine if that sheet of glass was gathered up and into all of its pieces, and every nook and cranny of glass is wiped clean. That's what happens in confession. But when we repent, it's as if God is gathering up the pieces and making it into a new creation, like a, like a beautiful mosaic. The original glass is still there. That part hasn't changed. But it's a new creation, rearranged, more beautiful than the last. The more pieces we're broken into, the greater penance we do, the cleaner the heart will have when the Lord wants to pour in His grace to make that beautiful new creation and make our hearts whole again. And if our hearts are immersed into the ocean of God's mercy, only when it is broken into those little pieces will every moving cranny be clean. And of course that's what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to remain broken forever, but He wants us to be made whole again, to be with Him forever in heaven. But it won't happen unless we're willing to put it in work. Many people, um, even those in seminary, when I was going through seminary, including myself, um, I 
didn't grow up knowing this, so many people are astonished to find that the church still requires through universal law that every Catholic, every Catholic, not impeded by youth or old age or um, sickness, fast on every Friday. Every single Friday. And in the universal law of the church, Canon 1250 to 1252, it, it tell, talks about the penitential days being on Fridays of the whole year and the entire season of Lent. Abstinence from meat or some other food as determined by the Episcopal Conference for us, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, is to be observed on all Fridays unless a solemnity should fall on a Friday. And abstinence and fasting are to be observed on National Wednesday and Friday. I think we know about the Lent part, but I think we oftentimes forget about all the Fridays throughout the year because it's the day that the Lord died. And the law of abstinence binds those who have completed their 14th year, so that means everyone above the age of 14. And the law of fasting binds those who have attained their majority 18 years until the beginning of their 60th year. And so pastors of souls and parents are to ensure that even those who, by reason of their age, are not bound by the law of fasting and abstinence are taught the true meaning of penance. And so I guess... As the associate pastor of souls around here, I need to learn something <laughs> as well. So it's important to note, though, that the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops in '66 uh, decreed that abstinence from meat is no longer uh, bound by the pain of sin on every single Friday of the year, only only during Lent. But but <laughs> that doesn't mean that the Friday penance was simply expunged. We're still expected to do some kind of suitable penance. And this is so that this activity, this, this sorrow for sin, this turning back to God, giving glory to God by our repentance, is built into our weekly life. It doesn't just show up randomly for a month and a half every year, but it's a part of us always in preparation for the Sunday sacrifice. For myself, it's usually the Stations of the Cross um, that suits me on Fridays because I'm kind of a last-minute guy. Sometimes I forget to do uh, an all-day penance, and so I say, okay, what do I got to do before I go to bed to make sure I get my Friday penances, and I pray the stations of the cross, and that, and that suits me. And, and it's, it's something that both calls to mind our sinfulness, but also gives glory to God. And it can be a number of things. So, But it's important to remember this, too. If you try to friend one time told you that you, if you ate meat on Friday throughout the year, then you're going straight to hell. It's not quite true either. Um, and as I explained uh, from the document, and, and by the way, that's not how God works either. He's not sitting in the bushes ready to yoink sanctifying grace from your soul as soon as you screw up one time. That's, that's not how God works, especially if you don't know that it was a sin or you were supposed to do it, right? Because he's, he's too concerned with the health of your soul and your relationship with him to do that. And so I, I encourage you to actually look at what the USCCB has said in their document. Um, it's called the Pastoral Statement on Penance and Abstinence. And, and I encourage you to read this kind of quick two-pager. You can find it on their website. Um, but probably most of you won't look for it, so here's a little bit of a snippet that I think is, is really important. This is what the bishops of our country said in 1966. It would bring great glory to God and good to souls if Friday found our people doing volunteer work in hospitals visiting the sick, serving the needs of the aged and the lonely, instructing the young in the faith, 
participating as Christians in community affairs, and meeting our obligations to our families, our friends, our neighbors, and our community, including our parishes, with a special zeal born of the desire to add the merit of penance to the other virtues, exercise in good works, born of living work. So if you find yourselves confessing the same sins over and over again, or you simply aren't growing in the spiritual life the way you think you should be, and you're cursing God and man, wondering why God hasn't just changed you yet, perhaps it's time to pick up the Friday penance again, so that when we ask God to create a clean heart to me, we can really be. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the 